All right. First things first, children, it is time for Children's Church. So if you want to head on down to the back and follow my lovely wife down the stairs. All right. So, last Sunday, Pastor Jesse started us out on a, on a new series in the book of Psalms. And if, if you were here, you, you may remember that he titled his sermon, Honestly Messy. And, and he emphasized the fact that the book of Psalms as a whole teaches us that a relationship with God is meant to be lived out in complete openness and honesty. We have nothing to hide, and in fact, God comes into our mess and he wants us to express our true hearts to him. He, he already knows. Uh, one of my favorite observations that Jesse made uh, last Sunday was, was that perhaps Israel was at its best when it lived this way, when it was open, when it was honest, when, it, when the nation wrestled with God. That was when they were at, the be- at their best. So perhaps we could say it's best when Israel is real with God. No, no, no groans. When Israel is real, when is... This is like a dad joke meme, you know? You can see the people are like rolling their eyes and... Anyway, some of you got it. Whatever. I tried. So that's where, that's where we started out. Uh, but then, then today we're planning a completely different kind of service. Uh, today is the EMC Day of Prayer for Missions. Uh, as you already saw, the video that was played uh, showed us all of the different missionaries um, that we support. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when they see in the budget, they see the line that says, this is going to the conference. And, and, and people are like, why are we giving so much money to the conference? Um, if you look at the at the conference's budget, you will see that the vast majority of its pie chart is going to missionaries. So that's what a lot of, uh, a lot of that goes towards. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk more about that shortly. But, but for me, um, I, I kind of went, you know, how do I tie, uh, how do I tie missions in, into the series in the book of Psalms, right? I, I mean, I think most people, when, when you think of missions... The Psalms isn't the first book that you're going to go to. Um, missions is New Testament stuff, right? Jesus' great commission. Now, now that's where we go to get God's heart for missions. What do the Psalms even have to teach us about missions? Um, I mean, how can the Psalms even have anything to say about missions when a bunch of them are calling God's wrath down on enemies? That's, that's not very missional at all. So, so it may be a bit of a surprise to you uh, for me to suggest that the Psalms are actually an excellent book on missions. Through this collection of 150 honest songs and poems, an incredibly beautiful truth of God's character and plan comes shining through. You see, even in the Old Testament, God's heart has been for all people, for all nations. That was our 
our key verse this morning, right? Declare his glory among the nations. He has always desired that everyone would turn to him. In fact, if you go through the book of Psalms more than 175 times, the, writer, the writers and the psalmists, the, those who wrote the poems and the songs, reference this idea of all nations, not just Israel. So obviously, I'm not going to look at every single instance like that and talk about that, but for our purposes this morning, I just want to highlight a few of them. So if you want to follow along, we're going to start at Psalm 145. If you have your Bibles, you can feel free to turn there. Psalm 145, verse 10, says this, All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom, and they speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your, in, and your dominion endures through all generations. There is a, there's a declaration in these verses. The Psalms teach us that our worship involves telling others. Our worship involves being on missions. Maybe you don't see yourself as a missionary. Maybe you think, you know, that's for those people who are called to go, right? That's, you know, the people on the screen, they're special. They're set apart as missionaries. And uh, I, I don't want to distract from them. I, I, I want to support and we want to pray for them. But, but I want to say that, no, in fact, you're actually... You're actually following, if you're actually following Jesus, you will be a missionary because you will be willing to tell others of the difference he has made in your life, both in action and in word. You will tell of the glory of his kingdom. How can you not? In Psalm 105, if you want to jump back just a little ways in your Bible, Psalm 105, starting right at the beginning of the chapter, verse 1, it says, Uh, Psalm 105, verse 1 says, Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. If you keep reading this psalm, you, you actually find an account of the story of God's chosen people. Chosen for the purpose of bringing the nations to God, chosen to be an example. And if you read the Old Testament, you read the covenant that God made with Abraham. And perhaps you've heard this before, but God's promise to him was that through him, through Abraham, all nations would be blessed. And we know and understand this blessing to be found in Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus, when he's dying on the cross quotes from the book of Psalms, and it it may interest you to read that psalm. Um, We're a little short on time today because we're going to do a whole missions thing, so I would encourage you at some point, read Psalm chapter 22, and I'm just going to read a very small part of it. Psalm chapter 22, that it starts, you guys will recognize it. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's the, These are the words Jesus spoke when he was dying on the cross, but but read how it ends. If you read the whole thing, Go on your own time. I just want to highlight how it ends here. Psalm chapter 22, um, verse, starting in verse 27, it says, All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. 
For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. And we're going to jump ahead to 31. It says, And they will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, He has done it. This powerful prophecy of of salvation through Jesus is, is drenched in missions. Brothers and sisters, the Psalms make it clear that that proclamation is a part of our identity. We are called to join in God's mission to see that all would come to know him. And, and so, you know, that's, that's exactly what we're going to do this morning. I, I know that, uh, that we'll be praying for people who have dedicated their lives to missions, dedicated their lives to bringing others into relationship with Jesus, but but I don't, I want that to be very important, but I don't want that to be an excuse for you, right? I want to challenge you guys. When God is calling you to be involved, listen. When he's calling you to be involved as well, when he's calling you to proclaim his name to your coworkers, to your family, you guys are all missionaries. We're all missionaries, right? Yes, prayer support and financial support are amazing ways in which we can join in God's mission. We can help in that way. We need to be doing that. Let's not stop. But, but I, read, I read through this book, and it's clear to me that, that missions is for all of us. It's for our daily interactions. It's, it's simply showing people what God has done in our lives and calling them to come and see too. Come and see what God has done. It's about declaring his glory among the nations. So that's, uh, that's my little challenge, my little devotional for you this morning. Uh, the missions committee has, uh, has a prayer time they've got planned for us, and we're going to transition into that right away. Um, but I think we're going to start with a video first, and then Danae is going to come up and lead us from there. So, yes. Welcome to Guadalajara. This is the city where we live. I'm Dallas. This is my wife Tara. And yeah, this is where we live. And uh, over these next few weeks, we're looking forward to the opportunity of sharing a little bit of our lives and our ministry here in Guadalajara with you. And so yeah, we're, we're going to start off though with just a little bit of an introduction into the city of Guadalajara and the people that live here. Mm-hmm. And the city of Guadalajara is the second largest city of Mexico. It has 7 million people approximately. And they say that's about the same amount of people as we have in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta all put together. And so you can imagine that coming from Kleefeld or even Winnipeg, that was quite a big jump. But you kind of get used to your area. And it's also called the Silicon Valley of Mexico, which is because it has a lot of businesses, a lot of international businesses choose to set up shop here. And also a lot of large universities are, are here in the city as well. And with it being such a large city, uh, it's a very modern city compared to a lot of Mexico. But even though it's a modern city, it's really held on to a lot of its traditions. And it's a, people are really quite traditional in a lot of their, their beliefs and their traditions. And then you can see that in the, the religion. You can see that uh, through their culture. Uh, they are known and they really are proud of their mariachi music, of their artisans, their food. 
and uh, so yeah, they really hold on to a lot of that, those things. And uh, but also, they're very warm people. They're very friendly, and uh, yeah, we have, and they're very social people. They really like to get together in groups and have fun parties. And so yeah, we've gotten to know a little bit of that side of them as well. Guadalajara is in one of the six states that makes up what is known in Mexico as the Circle of Silence. And this means that the influence of the gospel in the daily lives of the people has been largely silent. And a lot of the population is steeped in syncretism, where the, the traditional religious beliefs have mixed with the, with the native animism. And this has caused a lot of confusion about who God really is, the true God of the Bible. And so we've also seen that a lot of the university students especially have moved towards agnosticism or atheism. And this puts into question the basic belief of, in God at all, whether he even exists. And yeah, because Guadalajara is also known to have less than 2% evangelical Christians. There's a lot of people who have heard about God or believe that there is a God, but they don't actually have a personal relationship with Him. And so a lot of it's based on tradition. And so our desire for the people here is to allow them to have an encounter with Jesus and allow them to get to, uh, to know Him and to have a personal experience where He can enter in their lives, where they can submit their lives to Him and where he can start beginning a transformation in their lives and where they can actually start to find the joy and the peace and the hope that they're all looking for. So just if you were paying close attention and it said, you noticed that it said next week, a day in our lives, we're not actually getting more videos from them. I think that that was a video that they made, their, their church was doing a series kind of thing. So if you're curious about that. Um, yes, on behalf of the missions committee, we are so excited that today is um, the EM conference, which we're a part of, has kind of designated today as a day of prayer for missions. And it is, I mean, they're doing it specifically as EMC missions. Um, we've kind of extended it a little bit beyond into some of our, the missionaries um, or ministries that our church would be more, more personally connected to as well. So we're really excited about that. And it's not, we don't just want to emphasize missions. Um, today we really want to emphasize the importance of praying for missions praying for missionaries, and praying for the people that are in the reach, the circle of those missionaries, um, whether it's a seed being planted through something that a missionary says in passing, or whether that specific missionary is the one that can lead someone right to Jesus. Um, it's all important, and I just find it so fascinating. There are so many stories where um, you hear where you would never know the impact that you have, on someone until years and years down the road when they do finally come to know and accept Jesus as their savior. And then they look back and they go, you know what? That's when it all started, when we had that conversation. 
And I started thinking about that. Um, and then there was this, and then this, and then this. And so you never know where you guys are playing a role, and we never know where our missionaries, whether it's local um, or overseas, are playing a role either. Sometimes I think it can feel kind of fruitless for a long time. You often hear about missionaries talking about years where it really doesn't feel like anything's happening, and then all of a sudden there's an explosion um, of people coming to Christ, and I think that prayer is, I know, I feel very confident that prayer is such an important part of those stories and that coming to fruition. So we watched a little video um, about Dallas and Tara. We thought that was a kind of a neat one because they are actually, Guadalajara is where John and Connie were ministering. Um, my parents, Darren and Pearl, and I think Rick and Karen went as well. Uh, yeah, I'm getting nods, awesome. Uh, on a prayer team a couple of years ago to specifically minister to and with the EMC missionaries that are in Guadalajara right now, um, working with, basically living as a light of Christ and, and creating those connections. Um, so yeah, moving on from this, we're going to see a couple more video, two short videos from missionaries. Um, the first one is a missionary couple that is in Germany. Uh, and they share a little bit about a very specific answer to prayer that they had. And then the second one is um, Gordon and Sharon Skopnik, I think was their last name. It's very not EMC. I'm not sure about that. But uh, they are in Africa, um, in a couple different places in Africa. And they just are sharing an encouragement to us to keep praying and keep those connections. Um, after that, we're going to hear some very specific stories. A few people are going to get up and share, kind of like a mini sharing time of some very specific stories of answers to prayer. And then we want to gather together um, during this church service to pray specifically for people who are um, called into very specific missions or ministries. So I'm going to start us off with uh, a little story. Um, yeah, and then we'll, we'll move on from there. So it says, since we started our ministry here in February of 2017, we have been praying for instruments and equipment for our mission. God is well aware of our needs. Over the last two years or so, thanks to the EMC, Pelly Fellowship Chapel, my former Korean church, and the church members and sponsors, we have been able to get most of the instruments and equipment that we need. In addition, during my visit to Korea last fall, a friend of Korea donated a set of traditional Korean instruments to us. We will try to get the opportunity to, to introduce and teach Korean music to the children of the First Nations with the traditional Korean instruments in our music class. We prayed that we could use a lot of instruments and equipment, and God filled our needs abundantly. In addition, God, has God also gave us an opportunity to try out parts we had not planned. We live with experience about the verse, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And that's Matthew 6:33. Our ministry is still in its infancy. It is our job to sow seeds. But one day we believe and expect that the fruits of God's, of God's kingdom will be abundantly formed in our region according to God's goodwill. Hello, this 
This is Phil and Tammy from Germany with Teach Beyond, and we wanted to share with you an opportunity where we really saw the Lord answer prayer last year in a really exciting way. As you know, there have been a flood of refugees that have been coming uh, through Europe, and we have been asked to come help train volunteers in Greece where many of these refugees are stuck in refugee camps, and there's hundreds of thousands of children that uh, aren't receiving any schooling at all. So we've been asked to, to come and, and help with that. And like in any program, it takes funds to make these things run. So the kids were there, the people were willing to come and do this, but we needed the funds. So a big prayer thing went out to a lot of people within Teach Beyond, um, trying to see, can we help with funds? And so we were praying about this. Phil and I got asked to speak in a church in the United States um, at the end of our summer last year, and we got to speak and share about this need uh, in three different church services, and the whole congregation really responded. They came mm -hmm. up to us afterwards, and we raised $6,000 that morning uh, in, for this project to take place. And we were just, it was just such a cool answer to prayer that we, everyone was encouraged through this. And that was the exact amount that we needed to cover the materials. Praise the Lord. We want to let you know that God is answering prayer. As we continue to see churches planted, actually in 2017 and 2018, 21 churches have been planted through our church planting training. We are seeing seed capital projects succeeding and South Sudanese refugees sustaining themselves. Today, over 90 people have been trained as church planter trainers and church planters. So, thank all of you who pray and be encouraged. I have another submission. I have with me another uh, testimony as to how prayer is being answered by a missionary couple or an organization and it starts off God provides in 2018 we started asking the Lord to provide a helicopter program for Brazil the need for aviation in the Amazon is huge we along with the Brazilian leadership believe that the Lord is leading us in this endeavor however we as individuals feel so inadequate for the ministry of presenting the need for a nearly two million dollar project it's easy to look at this and say, this is impossible. We will never be able to raise the needed funds. As we remember that this is God's ministry and we are only called to be faithful and share his work with others, we have seen God miraculously answer prayer. In September, we heard about a Canadian foundation that was interested in having us submit an application for a grant. With much prayer and help from others, we presented the needs and they were excited about helping with the project. Then in November, we heard about a U.S. foundation that wanted us to come and tell them about the needs in Brazil. Again, with much prayer, we met with the foundation board in person. Though the size of this project is way beyond us, God is perfect foreknowledge. God has perfect foreknowledge and has used us anyway. They also 
chose to give towards the Brazil helicopter project. In addition, we placed the project on our website and, in 2019, uh, and on the 2019 calendar. We are sending out more promotional pieces. The Lord continues to answer in miraculous ways, just as God has already provided almost half the project total. We are confident that as we continue to be faithful in doing our part, he will continue to provide the rest. Mine is also entitled, God Provides, and I was quite amazed when I read it, how it kind of paralleled our situation when we moved a couple of years ago. While we were only moving 20 minutes away in anticipation for the future St. Agath church plant God was calling us to participate in, our kids were moving away from grandparents and cousins who had lived right around the corner and would be greatly missed. This was something we prayed about regularly as we anticipated the move to St. Agath, and God has provided some solid faith friendships, as well as other friends that we are excited to be able to introduce to Jesus. Both of our next-door neighbors have young kids of similar ages to our oldest three kids. We have also met two other families with young kids that are homeschooling as well. Developing friendships with other families who have kids our age has been the most natural opportunity to reach into our community. Playing at the park, taking our neighbors out to a play place or swimming pool, participating in a community event, or just taking a walk down the street where their kids has often led to wonderful interactions with other families. This community is full of young families, and we see why God called us here. Let there be power. We have prayed for over two years for electricity to be available via the Courier CRE in Hacienda Verde. People started moving into the community in January 2016. They were promised power by August 2017. However, the generator they were using was having many breakdowns because it was not big enough for the number of people moving in, causing power outages. We prayed the generator would last till the power line came in and was switched on. Then we were told the electricity would be switched on on a Monday, though they didn't say which Monday. Mondays came and went, and still no power. We joked that it would be a Christmas present. Then on a Monday, December 24th, at 5 p.m., it finally came. We praise God for this as it makes life for the people so much easier and now many more families who have been waiting for the power will start moving in. The generator has now been moved to another part of the community to be used there until the next phase of power line will be put in. This one's called Basketball and Faith. At 15, Octavio decided God couldn't be real and he might have stayed that way if it weren't for basketball. A year after he embraced atheism, he heard about a local basketball call, club called Transformados and began to attend. This club was run by missionaries and volunteers with a heart for the gospel, and so began two years of answering questions and showing him God's love. We asked for prayer in our newsletter. We prayed for him. You prayed for him. Other people prayed for him, and God answered. Octavio has since given his life to Christ. We praise God for answered prayer and that Octavio found salvation in Jesus Christ. Mine is called, Our God Saves and Transforms. 
In Myanmar, we have a dynamic new church planting intern named Tanton. Tanton serves in a group of villages in the Rakhine Mountains, an area of great opposition. However, even in the midst of struggle, this man is filled with great faith that God will transform his community and that many people will experience hope and freedom um, in 2018. In 2018, Tanton prayed that he would see 50 people come to know Christ that year. In the beginning of January, he shared that God had answered more, had answered more than, um, with more than 60 people. 60 people had received salvation in his area. He was praising God for the opportunity to uh, be part of his mission. This year, Tanton is in interceding for 100 people, knowing that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or Im imagine. This young man's prayer and faith are slowly bringing about amazing transformation in this hard-to-reach area. Join us in praying uh, with Tanton. I have one more to read. Um, thank you to all who prayed for the healing of Gord and Sharon's daughter, Ashlyn, after her fatal car accident in February 2017. After 27 minutes of being drowned and dead, she was raised to life and com with complete healing. Praise God for his incredible miracle, which continues as Ashlyn and her husband rejoice over their first baby. Pray for the many first responders that were impacted by her story. Pray that they will come to know this miracle-working God as their Savior. So yeah, really great stories that we just heard of how powerful our prayers are. And so now we'll be splitting into groups. All of you, and if you didn't get a pack like this, you can run to the back. There's more packs. There was packs for kids. There was packs for adults. In that pack is there are slips of paper that uh, I would like you guys to take home, but also now we can pray for those missionaries. Uh, some of you will have some of our local missionaries as well, the ones that have come out of our church. So some of you have a few slips of paper. All of you have a button in your pack. So what we're going to do, there's different color buttons. Uh, blue buttons meet here. Green buttons may be in the back or there somewhere. Pink can come up here, pink and red. Yellow can go there and orange in the back. And maybe just take time, maybe one or two people can pray out loud. And then we want you to take these packs home and pray for the people that God has given you to pray for. So we'll just take a little bit of time to split into groups. So find where your button is and go into that area. And then we'll call you back in as soon as we need to close up the service. <laughs> 